another episode of Straight from the Dime Box. I'm here with at Dynasty.Cards on Instagram. Thanks for being on, Chris. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Chris, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, said he'd be willing to be on the show. So that's awesome. Anybody who hits me up on Instagram, you know, we can definitely try to bring you on. I want to bring on as many people as possible. But, Chris, my first question for you. So how did you get into the hobby? Were you in before and you came back in? What's your what's your story of getting into the hobby? Yeah, I feel like I have one of the, the typical stories where I collected as a kid, you know, went to Target, got the got the prison boxes for 20 bucks and then got out of it as I got into high school, tried to focus on other things. And then as COVID happened, kind of was stuck at home looking for something to do and decided to go back through all my cards. And all of a sudden here's five Luca rookies and I'm seeing them go for $200 a piece. I'm saying, Whoa, like what's going on here? And fell back in love with it that way. Holy cow. So you, you were sitting on some Lucas. So you said you were ripping prism a couple of years ago. Like, are you talking like any years of early prism, like maybe some 2013 with Giannis or, Really just like 2018? Well, I had some 2018, but I, like, I remember ripping 2013, but just like like one box for my birthday, maybe. Like I never go – I went through all my old cards. I never had a Giannis or anything like that. Uh, okay. That would have been – I mean, because I think about that a lot. Like back then, I mean, a box of 2013 Prism was probably – I mean, I would assume a hobby box – might have been maybe like 70 bucks at a card shop and to think a lot of people probably ripped those and you know didn't know at the time that Giannis would become anything because he didn't really do anything his rookie year so um, or at least you know wasn't obvious he was going to be a star so there's probably some like Giannis prism silvers just sitting in the bottom of someone's closet who you know, was like mildly interested in cards and ripped a box of prism in 2013 so that's just something I always found interesting, like people probably have those just buried. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I have a a vivid memory. There's a target about two minutes from my house. And I remember going all the time to look to see if they had any cards. And I would walk into the aisle and I would see Dwayne Haskins prism, like his rookie year. So like now that's a pretty big blasters just stocked on the shelf. And I'd see him and I'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't want prism. I don't want that. And I'd leave him. That's and now, crazy uh, to think about. Now I'd kill for one of those. Oh yeah. Those are, those are big now. That's 2019. You got Kyler in there. Uh, Danny Dimes, uh, Metcalf. Uh, there's some big uh, 2019 rookies. It's not a huge class, but still that prism stuff is worth so much more than what it was. I remember, seeing full displays, blasters, megas, cellos of 2019 prison football. And like, I remember I bought like one or two of them from Target and ripped them. But thinking of what it, you know, the money that people could have made by just clearing them out and holding them. And I'm sure a ton of people did just used to do that, clear them out and just hold them, hold them. Cause I'm sure there are a ton of people who had a feeling that this was all going to explode soon. But, um, I'll move on to the next topic. So what kind of stuff do you collect or flip or 
Is it modern? What kind of sports are you looking at? Um, so right now I'm pretty, I'm pretty modern in my collection right now as I'm trying to like build it up from when I was just going through what I had to selling, liquidating that to trying to get into new stuff. Um, so I'm pretty modern right now. Um, right now I'm looking to move into like some legends. So like I'm looking to pick up some curry. Um, and like in terms of like PC stuff, Matisse Thibel's my guy there. Um, I, uh, I met Matisse Thibel when he was like a, a week after he got drafted, he came to my local card shop and did a signing. And since then he's just been my guy like to PC. So you said Matisse Thibel came to your local card shop. So do you want to shout out what, what local card shop? Is it by any chance Sports Car Playground? Because I remember him going there. That would be the one. It is Sports Car oh, Playground. I had a uh, feeling so. because that's, uh, that's not really the closest one to me, but that's near me. I've been in there a bunch of times, and I actually remember when they were having Matisse come in. I, I mean – for a small card shop, that's a pretty that's pretty impressive that they can get Matisse Thibault to come in there. Yeah, it was. It was pretty awesome. I mean, I remember the line just being around the block. And he, he was the nicest guy because he would take your t- – the reason the line was around the block is because he would take his time with everybody, try and talk to everybody. It was pretty awesome. He's a really nice guy. Oh, man, that's great to hear, honestly, that he wasn't just rushing people through. Um but my next uh, topic I want to go on to, um, so you found a bunch of those Luca rookies. Now, were you selling them raw or did you grade them? Do you send stuff out for grading? What companies do you use? What's your opinion on grading? Uh, so really, I never did any grading before this year. Um, I actually just submitted my first PSA order. I'm sorry about that. Got a little. Um, I just did my first PSA order back. Um, I got uh, some Jaw and some Zion in there. Um, I actually just put a picture of the order I got back on my page. Um, so that was the first order I ever submitted. So I was submitting raw back then, like, or uh, selling raw back then. Sorry. Um, so I never really got into grading until recently. Oh, man, that Anthony Edwards silver PSA 10, that's a pretty big card. Yeah, it is. All five of those cards that I have on, my, on that post, I actually pulled myself. Wow. Oh, wow. So, so you were keeping them clean out of the pack because that's a tough – they're tough grading those uh, 2020 Prism Silvers. So to get a 10 on that Edwards and then the 10 on the Zion Mosaic, that's a tough grade too. Yeah, definitely. They were both actually out of blasters that I got, which uh, is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, that is crazy, especially because Edwards, I feel like Edwards is pretty much becoming the chase card for that class, or he will eventually. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to look to move that this weekend, actually. Oh, I'm sure at the Philly show, you'll uh, there'll be plenty of guys willing to help you liquidate that. Yeah. But it seems like, do you... When you go to shows, do you usually bring cards to try to flip them, or are you just looking to buy? Um, usually, I'll bring a, a little briefcase to the uh, to the Philly show, just because it's one of the bigger ones. But there's a show that I go to in Wildwood, New Jersey. That one, I'm just going and I'm looking to to just pick up some stuff 
maybe maybe find a good deal or two. Um, so when I'm going to a bigger show, like I'll bring something with me just to try and because you know if I run out of cash at the show, I'm just gonna try and flip something that I have before. Just because at the show environment, you're just looking to have fun and try and find a good deal. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that's that's my favorite thing. That's what I'm looking forward to most. Um, this upcoming show, honestly, is just you know see a bunch of people that you get to see at the show and then have a good time. I mean, I'm pretty lucky. This show is like perfect for me. I'm like ten minutes from it, so this is like my favorite show of the year by far. So definitely looking forward to this weekend a ton. Um, do you? flip stuff a lot or are you more of a collector um well i take from you a little bit one of my favorite things to do is i can i can just pull up a chair and go through the the dollar the five dollar boxes i can go through them all night it's just it's just i love trying to find good deals in there and then selling them off like just i can always i can always go for a dime box Ah, of course of course that's what i like to hear I'll never turn down a deal. So what's the best, what's your favorite dollar bin flip that you've had? Um, um, you know, it would probably have to be a Desmond Bain rookie silver that I picked up at the last Philly card show. And that, and how much did you pay for that? Was that a dollar bin? It was, it was a dollar. Man, that is, those have gone up. Yeah, so that's probably my favorite one in recent memory. Um, yeah, but Desmond Bain exploding kind of definitely helped the cause there. Oh yeah, I mean, I've always been a big fan of getting, you know, picking up a ton of Prism Silvers of rookies from that year and just throwing them back because especially if you can get a bunch of centered ones that that's what people will be looking for most and it just seems like prism silvers are a card where when the product first comes out they're that unless it's the big stars they're super cheap because everyone who rips just wants to dump it if it's not edwards or lamello or if oh, it's absolutely. not zion or ja or trey or luca um so I think that that's something that I've always looked to because they're super cheap until the guy starts getting minutes, starts scoring a little bit, and then people start looking for him. Um, but really like, uh, like Grayson so, Allen stuff. Exact. No, that's a perfect example. Grayson Allen is a guy that so many people thought was totally done. I remember when Grayson mm-hmm. Allen during the bubble, his stuff went off because he had like a crazy scoring streak. Um, in the bubble and I remember selling all my Grayson Allen then uh, when he went nuts in the bubble and then he was kind of like irrelevant after that and then now he's going to be like a bench star for the Bucks. so the, I mean it's crazy guys who like were totally done there's even like Gary Payton like his stuff is selling crazy now I remember seeing his prism silvers at the very beginning of the season after the first few games, we're going for like over 50 bucks. And that those were probably like 10 cents before he, you know, started playing well for the Warriors. So Prism Silvers are just so volatile, which is why, you know, which is why they're good to stash. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of your dime box flips. Yeah, oh, 
Oh, absolutely. Any any rookie, if I can find any Prism rookie silver for a buck from the last two years of Prism, I'll say, I think that's a decent time frame. Like, I don't care if I've never heard of the guy. If it's a 2020, you know, pro uniform rookie silver in a dollar box, I'm picking it up. I completely agree. All day. I, You know, even if the guy is still in the G League, I just think that's such a play to have a bunch of those. I absolutely agree. Um, but what's a play that you've – have you had any plays you're making recently? I'm picking up or like yeah, one specific one. Yeah, anything that you think is, is a good move to go towards? Um, Well, I'm definitely moving my way towards some soccer cards right now. With, uh, with the World Cup just under a year away, I just feel like, and the U.S. on the, the brink of qualifying, I feel like a year from now, people are going to start watching and they're going to see at least some kind of spike. Okay, that's interesting because honestly, I do not do soccer at all. I don't know if I've, you know, ever, I've never had a big soccer card at all. Like I know nothing. So I actually, you know, I want to hear more about it. And that's interesting. You're saying that because people are going to get to see the U S on an international stage soon, that it might be a good time to start stashing. So have you been stashing just USA guys or, or just um, soccer in general? I'm stashing just anything I can find at a good price. I think Um, I'm actually stashing Tops Chrome MLS, uh, just the sealed boxes. I'm picking them up for about 130 to 150 dollars, and I am throwing them in a closet and waiting until next November. Because the the kind of chase card for Tops Chrome MLS is a guy named Pepe, and he's becoming one of the or he's emerging as a star in the men's national team. And I think there's a decent chance that he's in the starting 11 come next November. So I love the wax play because even if this guy, Pepe, who honestly I've never heard of, even if he ends up being trash, you got a ton of other guys in there that could end up going off. It's like you're investing in the whole class itself. So, and that sounds really cheap for Chrome wax. Yeah, that's, and I mean, Sapphire, they have sapphire of the two, and that's twenty five dollars more. It's like one hundred and seventy. That sounds pretty solid. Maybe this weekend, I'll tell you, at the show this weekend, if I find any uh, sapphire boxes, or if you find any, uh, I'll make sure to meet up with you and you tell me. I might pick one up to throw back because that sounds like a uh, sounds like a pretty good play, and I like getting into stuff that I haven't been into yet. And soccer is definitely something that I haven't been into. I'll have to pick your brain more about that this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. We can talk about it. Um, I'll definitely be on the lookout for him this weekend. So we'll uh, we'll talk about it this weekend. All right. So on your page here, I'm just curious. I'm looking through. I see you do some baseball here. Now, baseball is another thing, you know, that I've been trying to learn more about. I see you have a uh, a Blaze Jordan here that was pulled. Tell Tell me about that. So that was actually from the uh, the Wildwood show that I talked about earlier. Um, I was I was just feeling lucky one day, 
and I was talking to a guy and he had a box of uh, Bowman Chrome and he offered me like $230 or he said I could take it for $230 and I was like I guess so and Blaze Jordan is kind of the the chase in that along with Austin Martin and I just happened to open it up and got lucky with that I actually ended up trading that card away at the last Philly card show. Um, but like pull, getting a pull like that, it's just, it's just a feeling that really can't be beaten in the hobby. Oh, it, when, it's, it's a great, you know, rip and wax, even though prices have gotten kind of crazy, but it's still a great feeling. If you don't mind me asking what trade value uh, did that go for or around what? So, I, well, the there was a, a few print lines through the card that were, like, rather noticeable. So it wasn't quite up to the comps, but I got – I'd say I got around 750 for it in terms of value. That's – Which I, I was pretty happy with at the time. Yeah, that's a huge uh, margin there that you made on that box. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's, 100%. it's good to make money when you're ripping because it is not easy to make money ripping. No, it is not. It's uh, one of my vices is ripping wax. Hey, it's better than a lot of other vices out there. That's very true. So I see uh, you got a, on your page back from 2019. I just got to ask if you still have it. A top snail Bryce Harper, a nasty looking patch auto, on card auto it looks like. That is my favorite card, and I don't know if I will. I do still have it. Um, that is – so the special thing about that card is, um, for the listeners, it's a it's a patch auto tops, tops Now card, and it's – the patch is part of the base from when Bryce Harper hit the walk-off Grand Slam against the Cubs. And – it was on tops the next day, and I'll tell you what I paid for. I paid four hundred dollars for it, and I was happy to pay that price because that was one of the highlights of my Phillies watching lifetime. And I'll probably hold on to that one forever. Yeah, that's. I was gonna say four hundred is very reasonable because, you know, I was. <laughs> I'm a big Harper guy. I'm trying to move into some Harper, and I was gonna. If you were to tell me to offer you on that, I would have offered you a lot more than 400 So that's yeah, a card. I mean, I'll probably bring it this weekend because, I mean, you never know. I always like to bring stuff like that. So, you know, maybe we'll talk about it this weekend. Yeah, and, hey, at his Philly show, people are going to be looking to pick up Harper, especially uh, right after the MVP. Absolutely. He's definitely hot right now. He is. And, and Harper, I feel like he's so undervalued. Like, even – I, I like his 2010, the Bowman Chrome. It's his first Bowman, and he's in, like, a USA uh, uniform. But even if you look at, like, his 2012 update, PSA 10, it's only a pop 2,500, which for a base rookie is pretty low, and it's 170 bucks. I mean, that's not bad at all. It's not bad, and, like, I know he's not Trout, but a Trout – is pop 5,500 goes for 2,700. And, you know, in my opinion, I don't think that there's 
such a huge gap anymore between him and Trout, especially if Harper can squeeze out, let's say, another MVP in the next year or two, and he could, you know, end up with the same number of MVPs as Trout. Trout keeps getting hurt. Like, I could see that gap getting a lot, a lot smaller. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, we do have a little bit of a Philly bias around here, but I mean, I don't think that's the most ridiculous thing to say anymore. No, uh, no, and I, and of course, yeah, oh yeah, the the Philly bias is real. It is. So, I don't want to hold you too long here. I appreciate you coming on pretty late at night. It's past ten o'clock here, but I I got one last question for you. Um. What is something in the hobby that you think is overvalued and something you think is undervalued? So undervalued, I'm proud with the soccer cards that I mentioned, but a specific card that I think is pretty undervalued is, is Kobe White's PSA 10 silver. I mean, him, he could come back on that Bulls team and they could make a real run. And I mean, I was looking at that silver earlier and it seems like you can get them for like 85 to to $100 in a PSA 10. So I feel like that's uh, something I'm going to be looking to pick up this weekend if I can find it at that price. Um, yeah, I just pulled it up on Card Ladder. It looks like it's a uh, Pop 1500. They have it valued at 98 bucks. Um it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see the path this card's taken when it first they're first coming back from grading December 2019 they're at like 80 bucks then they climb uh covid hits they go nuts March of 2020 they hit 300 bucks then they go all the way up to about 500 during the covid summer August they break 700 oh my god and then leading into that season after COVID, the shortened season that started around Christmas, they were twelve hundred bucks. So it's interesting. They were twelve hundred. They came all the way down to a hundred. It might might be worth throwing one back. Yeah, I mean I feel like when you have that much of a drop, I feel like there's some kind of rebound that if he has one big night or a bit a little big of a, a big stretch, then that's gonna at least rebound a little bit. Yeah, how about I'm just seeing here just something interesting and random. His mosaic base PSA 10 has came all the way down to 10 bucks. That's crazy. And it was over 100 bucks uh leading into last season. So, that's an interest that's another big drop there, but I don't know. I I'm not a huge I was I didn't like mosaic when it first came out and I just haven't been able to find a liking for it. Uh, since then but some of the slabs from there are super cheap now because that was like right as the PSA boom was happening so people were just sending them in by the bucket yeah definitely I mean I mean you see the the pop on those I feel like is just going to explode as PSA finally catches up with all those orders exactly that's what I've been saying on a lot of a lot of the pods we've been doing it's crazy to think how many they still have to get through yep I mean, if you if you heard that interview that uh, Nat Turner did with Card Collector Two, he I you know on there he said that there was one day where they got over like like a ridiculous amount of cards in one day. I think it was over like six hundred thousand in one day. That's insane. I don't even know how they can possibly 
process all that or even having to store that is probably takes a ton of employees to figure out oh yeah absolutely and one thing i just wanted to add is actually after uh nat turner went on the like sports uh with uh um i actually dm'd him on instagram like asking if they had uh any internships that they were like open right now and he said no but he did say when I graduated from college to go and work for them. So just a little shout out to Nat Turner. He's a really cool guy. Took the time to have a conversation with me. Yeah, that's awesome. Nat Turner was answering DMs. That's I, I love seeing that, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even expect to get an answer, but we had a full conversation and he said, come graduate from college, which was just okay. really cool to see. That's great to hear, and it's also good to hear that they're trying to hire more people. Cause yeah, absolutely. Everyone's happy to hear that. Everyone's sick of – I mean, I have so much stuff that's just still there waiting to be graded. And, you know, especially because a lot of these slabs have taken a big hit in price. I'm wondering what those are going to be worth by the time they get back. Yeah, I don't even want to think about it, honestly. Like, I mean, you could you could probably see single-digit – like, single – dollar amount PSA 10s selling yeah that that'll be interesting to see how low like a random one that people graded a ton of like Seiku like what's a Seiku base prism PSA 10 rookie gonna be worth in a year I can't see it being more than ten dollars especially if he's not even on a roster by then oh I I think they could go they could be like five dollar cards by then I can or totally see that. How long is it until we see PSA 10s in dollar bins? Because I don't know. People were grading crazy stuff like DK Metcalf, second year prison base. I remember on Car Talk Pod, Ryan Car Collector 2 was saying that their company, Car Collector 2 Grading, somebody sent in like a bunch of those. Like, imagine when, it, especially, let's say, it happens a lot with young receivers. Metcalf slows down, becomes, you know, good receiver, but nothing that stands out. And then his, you know, prison base, not even rookie PSA 10s. Like, I could see those in like two years being in dollar bins, honestly. Absolutely, honestly. Like, I, I can see it happening, especially when, like, with those guys who, like, just didn't, didn't pan out so far. Uh, like a Seku or like a like a Kai Bowman, I I feel like I've pulled a million of his cards from Mosaic Kai Bowman, and I don't know if I've ever seen. Before. Oh um, yeah, I could see people probably were subbing tons of his rookies. They were subbing everyone. Yeah, or you think about even a set lesser than Mosaic. Maybe maybe somebody subbed Chronicles rookies. Oh, which they did. There's, I'm sure there's tons of Seiku Chronicles that have been graded and that are waiting to be graded. Absolutely. That's a card that I could see being in a dollar bin a year from now. Yeah, that's a good point. Like even, yeah, Chronicles, Hoops, Donruss, some of those lower-end paper products. Like that is, yeah, because people were sending everything. I mean, I remember seeing like 2018 Prism, Evan Fournier green, like a prism green Fournier from 2018, just random stuff as PSA tens and people were buying them for like 20 bucks. So the people sending them to be graded, were still making money. Like it was at a point where you could send 
anything in as long as it's reasonable and make money. Because even if it got a nine, you were making money. And, and I feel like it's almost good that that changed in a way because that means when they do open back up, it's not going to be like, okay, just send everything you have. Like it, you, you're going to actually have to look for stuff that's going to get a 10 or has a chance to get a 10 and stuff that is going to hold value for a year because you know it's going to be there for a year. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I will give PSA credit because the order that I sent in with the the Anthony Edwards silver and the Mosaic Zion silver, um, I sent it express at 150 a card after a very, very thorough check of each card because that was a lot of money to send to a PSA order. And they got it back to me in a reasonable amount of time. Less than a month I got it back. Um, so I will give them credit there. They are holding true their word on their the services that they have opened back up. Well, that I'm I'm glad to hear that they are churning those express orders out and getting them back to people. Yeah, absolutely. But at that price point, you got to be sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no more sending in stuff to get nines. It's it's good if you don't have a chance for a ten, you don't send it. Like hundred percent. It, that's that's definitely something that's new and honestly I, I think that's better i think i think it, it was unhealthy for the market to just be able to send in a stack of you know kevin porter uh mosaic base rookies and just be able to absolutely cash in like that that had to stop and i'm glad it did absolutely and kevin porter don't get me started on him i have <laughs> i've taken a bath on him so far this year yeah, I think uh, you're you're not the only one. There's plenty of big sharks out there who were very high on Kevin Porter and Michael Porter, and now they're getting absolutely smoked. Yeah, I picked up uh, at least one of a PSA 10 from Ryan's booth at the last Philly card show. Oh, no, you bought it. Which Who at Ryan's booth sold it to you? I, I bought it off Meatball. Meatball? He said uh, Kevin Porter PSA 10? Yeah, it was a red wave. Oh, okay. Oh, man, that's um, funny. He did give me a good deal on it at the time, so shout out to him. Oh, yeah, Meatball um, is, is the man. That's that's my guy right there. Yeah, absolutely. He was awesome. It was awesome just seeing all those guys, getting to know him. Uh, but, yeah, I've I've taken a little bit of a bath on that so far. Yeah, I could imagine that those have, those have really shot down. But in my opinion, I would just hold it because you never know in – a year he could be on a different team scoring 25 a night. Like the yeah. NBA changes so quickly. He did have a triple double last night. So yeah, I saw they, they like passed the rebound to him. Yeah. I think he actually got that rebound taken away this morning. I think the, no. like, I think they went. So we almost had a triple double, but oh. we'll count it. We'll count it in the, in the card book. Yeah, exactly. If you post it on your card story, then it's true. Exactly. <laughs> um, but hey, it was great. Uh, I won't. I know I said I'd let you go like ten minutes ago, and then and then held you hostage here. But uh, hey, man, I'm I'm just happy to be here. Oh man, love to hear it. So yeah, thanks for being on, Chris. For those who don't already know Chris, if you go on Instagram at dynasty.cards, drop him a follow. Um, super awesome to have you on, Chris. Thank you very much. Um, and would love to have you on again sometime in the future, possibly after the Philly show, the kind of recap. Um, that would be great. But th- thanks again for spending some time here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And, uh, 
yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, let's do something after the show. You know, we'll meet up this weekend. Um, and we'll just uh, we'll just have a good time. All right, sounds great, Chris. Thanks again. Thank you, everyone, Thank for you, listening, man. and uh, stay tuned. We're gonna keep churning these pods out. All right.